Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanorkas. This episode is the latest interview in our Thinking Forward series of Thought Leadership Discussions. Today, Motorsport Network President James Allen and Motorsport.com F1 editor Jonathan Noble speak to Gunther Steiner, team principal of the Haas Formula One team. Steiner explains how the coronavirus crisis was the biggest challenge of his career, offers his thoughts on F1's new budget cap and says why he thinks the championship should be experimenting with reverse grids. So, Gunter, thank you so much for making the time to join us today on this Hashtag Thinking Forward uh, series. First of all, what's this crisis shown us about the ability of the, of the F1 industry to react quickly and to make collective decisions for the future? I think we went through a learning process, which we were not used to it, that uh, uh, react, I mean, reacting quickly, we are pretty good at, but collectively, we are normally not, you know, everybody's own agenda, because it's, it's, it's completely different. It, is not, it shouldn't be seen as a criticism. All the, uh, uh, all the businesses are, are working different. Uh, it's different ways to do this. So uh, it's very difficult, but everybody got in the same problem, or the whole world is in the same problem. We got a, a pandemic going on, and we need to get out of it at the end, you know. So I think it put us together and uh, we banged our head together and came out uh, uh, a little bit more united for the time being. I don't know how long it will last, but uh, 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 let's see that. But uh, in the end, what it showed to me is that we are, we are uh, I think, uh, uh, as, uh, as uh, businesses, we are too much on the edge. Any little distraction takes us off the edge, you know, which isn't good. You know, we don't have uh, any uh, reserve fuel in the tank, I would say. And I'm not referring just to money. I think on everything. We are just not thinking that uh, uh, we, we are not thinking that anything. And there could be a bump on the road. We are just thinking it's smooth sailing all the way. That's interesting what you say about um, about being on the margin there, because when we spoke with Alejandro Agag earlier 
in the series, he was saying he thought one of the big problems was just generally a lack of, of long-term planning. Do you, do you feel now that we need as a sport to start thinking about the really long-term future, uh, where, where the sport's going and the long-term plan for Formula One? And what would some of the key elements of that be for you? I think before we think on the long-term, we need to think on the mid-term. I think we survived the short-term, we now need to think on the mid-term and then the long-term, it's coming after. But I think we, as you say, we need to look a little bit more into the future and what... Uh, I mean, we did some steps now with the budget cut. At least you know that you cannot spend more than that money. Because before, that wasn't there. That is, that is I mean, that's the principle for every business. And before, before it was like, if you plan to do an F, or anybody doing an F1 team, is, uh, uh, it was like, how, how long is a piece of, uh, of string? How much money uh, do we need to do this? I mean, it could be anything. Because there's no limit. You know, there's no limitation to it. How much you can spend as much money as you've got. And uh, uh, with the budget cap, at least when you do uh, uh, when you do some uh, planning, you know this is the maximum you will spend, and then you can decide: uh, can I get there? Do I need to budget under it, or, or do something like this? And that will give more stability, mainly to the smaller teams. I think the next thing is is coming. Our new FOM contract uh, uh, will be a little bit more equal. It will be not 100 equal, but it will be a, a lot more equal for the small teams. Equal, bringing them up a little bit to the bigger teams with the with the price fund, so uh, uh, that will help as well for the midterm. And uh, I think there's a lot of initiatives going in the moment, but we shouldn't take our eye off and not just thinking how we manage the next crisis, but as you said, how we think mid and long term. You know, how do we think forward? And that is a, again collectively we have to sit down what is important for each of us. Gunter, how hard has it been for you personally to manage the last few months dealing with? issues you probably never thought you'd experience as a team boss, like furloughing staff and making some pretty tough financial decisions? I mean, it's difficult, uh, but uh, it's part of the job, you know? I mean, uh, uh, but it, it was for sure my toughest time, my toughest time in, 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 in my management uh, uh, career uh, to, to make these decisions. And the, and the biggest unknown was the unknown. We didn't know. Do we go back racing? When we go back racing? What will if we go back? What will it look like? You know, so you never have a fixed budget uh, to work with, and you and we still don't really know about it. You know, we, we know a bit of it, but we still don't know. And because if if you know what you what you have to achieve and what you can do, it's I mean it's work, but it's not because you don't need to guess or guesstimate. You can just say, hey, this is what you've got. This is what I have to do. How do I do it best? And then you, uh, you can manage it, but. Uh, it's these unknowns they are the most difficult one and it is pretty pretty difficult to manage something you don't know and you guys know that as well <laughs> if you don't know how you can you manage best you know it's like yeah i guess and i hope i get it wrong or i use my experience to do it uh, and hopefully i get uh, out good at the end what are the key lessons you've taken from this period and do you think any of any of those will be carried forward into how you approach your job in formula one after this Yes, and as I, uh, it will go back to what I said before. I, 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 I will make sure that, I, uh, that we give ourselves a little bit more margin in everything we do, that we have got that we... And what I hope that I as a person and we as an industry don't forget how vulnerable we are actually as a business in Formula One, you know? So we don't have to forget that because then we can look always when we plan something, wait a moment, we need a 10% buffer zone here, you know, whatever we do, if it goes wrong. So I think that I hope I learn and... For sure, I learn, but when you learn something, then everything goes good again. It's very easy to forget because the good times come again until the bad, uh, the bad one hits you again. 
Gunter, crisis always equals opportunity, but it also equals always a lot of risk. It looks like you've managed to skirt around the risk as a sport for now. Um, and there's a lot of people who are saying, oh, you know, Formula One is going to emerge stronger from this without really defining out what they mean by that. But do you, do you actually, are you a glass half full guy on this respect? I mean, do you believe that the sport actually can emerge from this stronger? Uh, yes, I believe, and I, uh, I, again, I repeat myself here, what I said before, we came together and decided on, on, a, on a budget cap, a lower one, and, and these are good initiatives. We decided very quick that we take the car forward from this year to next year, the same car, that we're not going to design a new one. So I think we did some things which will go towards that. The, two, the 22 regulations should, should make the, uh, uh, the car, I'm not saying cheaper, because nothing is cheap in Formula One. Formula One will never be cheap, you know, but a little bit more efficient, I think, a little bit more cost efficient, uh, but I think we learned already some of it. Now we need to make sure that we don't forget about it. And then when the good times come, the first thing is we do, oh, let's discuss about taking the budget cap up again, you know, uh, 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 or, or take it away. I don't think it will happen, but I will keep it in my mind uh, 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 that we shouldn't be doing it. And that is how we come out stronger from what you ask. And that's why I, say, I, I think the glass is half full, because if we get all through, we are not through yet. Guys, I mean, and you know that, we are not complete, not, I mean, not speaking in general, we are not true because we haven't gone racing, we haven't got a complete calendar. I'm very optimistic and half glass full that we get it achieved. And, uh, and, and, and I think uh, we can just see what everybody did. And I include FIA, FOM, all the teams. Uh, it was like, try to get out of this and already getting out of this is the glass half full. So it's interesting because obviously, I mean, we, we hear that with the budget cap, there's some of the smaller teams, you know, yourself included, it won't actually, it won't necessarily make a difference to your spending. But at least you now know, you know, there is an upper limit. And of course, for the, for the other teams that were spending more, that's something that they've got to, to work to. So this whole approach, this whole New Deal approach, that was kind of fundamental to getting to this point. And it, but it sounds to me like you're not 100% sure that it's kind of here to stay. You, you want to make sure that that's locked into the sport going forward, right? Absolutely, and it is locked in because there is regulations. They, they, they established new FA financial regulations which were not there before. So that was things which were not there before. And that's what we could discuss. If there wouldn't have been put a budget cap in place uh, uh, six months ago, we couldn't have lowered that because there was nothing in place. But going back to the budget cap where you say, as you said, we are not reaching that point yet. I mean, hopefully in the future we can. But the good thing is, if, if you see it like this, uh, in the moment or before the budget cap, which is the moment, because in the moment there is no budget cap, it's like the gap to the big teams is about between 100 and 150 million for a small team. In future, it will be maybe 20 or 30. Is that not a good step? I, I would say yes. You know, it's not, we, don't, we didn't equalize it yet, but it's a good step. The gap reduces by uh, five times, which I think it's, it's, it's a big achievement. Most of that's in R&D, isn't it? I mean, the operational side of things is more or less the same from team to team. So it's, the difference is their ability to make a demonstrably faster car than you, basically. Uh, correct. The, the resources in development and, 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 and doing just uh, 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 making developments, that is where the big, big, uh, there will be the difference because going racing costs roughly the same for everybody. You know, it's a little bit up and down, 5% difference. Depends on which hotel you stay. But uh, the travel costs are anyway outside. But... Uh, the, the, the cost for the, the spare parts are roughly the same because we will use approximately the same amount, you know. So, but the, the big thing, as you say, is the development. It just there cannot be a big advantage investing a lot of money for very small gains because the money isn't there anymore. 
and even if the money is there, you cannot spend it. Do you think enough's been done to give the smaller teams a more encouraging future that, you know, you've got a chance of good success, maybe not over the next year, but longer term? Never enough be done to make us win, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you weren't far make... off before, were you? You're doing pretty well. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you should be fastest because it's never enough, you know. Until we win and beat the big teams, it's never enough. But that's part of being competitive, you know. So, that is... <laughs> no, uh, uh, I think that uh, uh, I think we need now to do ourselves as well a little bit something you know the smaller teams we need to get to this revenue that we that we have got that we get to the cost cap max you know and that we need to do a good job in the first years so we can get sponsors and better ourselves in the position so we get more payments from uh, uh, the prize money fund so that is a little bit down to to ourselves we cannot just waiting uh, uh, until somebody gives us something but uh, if if you have got any ideas how we can get it closed up. I'm all here. Build a faster car. I, I wouldn't have come up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> do you like the do you like these aero development balancing rules? The the way they've got this sliding scale of performance. And would you like to have seen reverse grid racing this year? Uh, the aero balancing rule is it, it's a nice rule, I think, uh, uh, and uh, it, it should get us where I said before that we get more prize money and 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 we establish that everybody. Everybody can win is a little bit exaggerating, but we can be all competitive. Uh, uh, and uh, the second question was? About, uh, the reverse grid idea. Would you like to have seen that trialed? Do you think it's a bit of a too much of a gimmick? No, I'm not against it. Uh, I'm completely, because we've got the opportunity. We never had two races in the same place. That's a first off, uh, you know, week after week, obviously. So to, to, to mix up the field, I think it, was, it would have been a good opportunity to try it out and see how it works. And then we can decide if it's a gimmick, if we like it, if we don't like it. And I always say, I'm always prepared to try something, but always I, you, you need to be strong enough to say, if it didn't work, that you're not getting stubborn and say, because we tried it, we have to do it now. I, I want to prove myself right. If you, if you try it twice this year, with good opportunities, Austria and Silverstone, we have two races, and then evaluate afterwards, listen a little bit what the people say, you know, and, and then say, hey, is it worthwhile to do or not? If it, is, if it is, as you say, a gimmick, it could be. I don't know. We haven't tried it, you know. If it is a gimmick for Formula One, let's be done with it. Don't do it again because we are not going to uh, do two races again in future. So you've got already a way out of it. If it is fantastic, let's talk about introducing it to all the normal races. So uh, I'm always for, this gives you opportunities to try things. That for, I would have voted for yes. I remember, was it 2005 Japanese Grand Prix? That was effectively almost like a reverse grid race with Schumacher, Raikkonen, Alonso coming through from the back. That was pretty exciting, wasn't it? But you do need the racetrack for it. That's the thing, don't you? Yeah, this always is always there. If you look at it, there are always special circumstances to do these things. You know, as, as you say, if you do it in Monte Carlo, it could be <laughs> it could be problematic. But again, if we try it, then we know, and then we can decide having it right. Not only making simulations and uh, 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 theoretical uh, assumptions. So a lot's been done, Gunter. Uh, be interesting to know what more you think could be done. And also, do you think we're now going to be? We are actually going to get away from this two-tier Formula One. Uh, I don't think we go, go away straight away. Uh, I, I don't think that will happen. I mean, uh, we shouldn't expect in twenty-two that everybody is equal. I, I think it will take a, a few years because the the advantage the big teams have with their resources, they are they are pretty good, you know. So and it's not only say yeah, but they are not allowed to spend the money. But 
it's also knowledge you've got you which doesn't cost you anything to take knowledge out of people you know knowledge we haven't got for example you know knowledge they acquired over the last uh, 20 years so uh, i think they will still have an advantage but in the end i think uh, if you do a good job, as Jonathan said before, just make a fa- faster car, <laughs> then, it, then it should get you there. I mean, it should get you there. Maybe not to win races, but have a chance to go on the podium, a realistic chance, not just like a, a one that you need to be fortunate and at the right time at the right place, then you make it, you know? So I think, but it, it will not happen next year, and, and I don't think it will happen in 22 as much as I, uh, uh, as I wish for. Uh, I think what we can do in the moment, I, I think we just need to stay on course to, to do what we decided to do, not to divert too much again, that we're getting privileges out of for the bigger teams because they are bigger and they, 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 they are more valued to have won than the smaller teams. And, and just keep it uh, like this. Uh, uh, what we decided, just implement it properly. That is the first step we need to do. And then while we go along and learn things, we should not be afraid then to say, hey, this is was our aim to be more equal. We now have to put a block on something which somebody tries to do, for example. So, but uh, I, I think also with uh, ch- changing the uh, the governments uh, with the majority, uh, that will help as well. That that that, that uh, such a thing will not happen. We know Gene Hass is a racer, and he, he enters racing categories for success and results. Do you think there's enough on offer now for him to be encouraged? You know, by a future in Formula One. I think so. In the moment, it looks like that uh, uh, we are all waiting, including him, go, to go back racing. And, and then we see, but uh, as I said, it was a tough time when when, when we didn't know what we were going to do. I think in the moment, uh, we now need to focus, go back racing and see what we can make out of it. But I think that was always the same, to be at some stage possible to get to these results, you know. And, uh, and, and uh, as you know, the proof is in the pudding. We need to show that this will happen. And then uh, his long-term commitment will come from that one, you know. If we make this work, this what we say, what we just discussed, uh, that a small team can get on the podium, then I'm, I'm very sure that he will stay. If it doesn't work out, and if, if we just play politics, maybe at some stage uh, he had enough of it. When we go back racing, it's going to be fairly intense. We've got, we're going to have triple headers on the bounce with very little time between them. How hard is it going to be managing production, spare parts, development, keeping your staff uh, you know, mentally straight and not too tired? I think, uh, uh, let's start with the staff. Uh, everybody was eager to go back to work because uh, for a racer who, who really loves what he's doing, uh, not, not not to do anything for three months. And for sure, for them, it's, uh, for all our people, for all the people working for Formula One, it wasn't a pleasure not knowing what is going to happen. Because as you, uh, 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 we, don't, we didn't know if Formula One comes back this year, if the team comes back this year. So at least going back, uh, now racing, it's good for them. Uh, uh, and seeing light at the end of the tunnel, they will be motivated to keep it on, you know. So I think they will be complaining a lot less than they would have complained a year ago. I mean, to be honest, you know, and, 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 and I think that is genuine because they realize it's not plain sailing. There, 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 was, no, there was no buffer. There, were, uh, uh, there was no uh, emergency exit here, you know. We just need to do what we are doing and uh, head down and work. Spare parts, in our position, uh, uh, I would say we were ready for uh, Australia. Uh, for sure now coming more and more races. We did all that work last week uh, the, uh, uh, to make sure that we have got enough for the, the, just the races which keep coming uh, week to week and, and we are in a good spot because the advantage is we are not planning any upgrades in the near future so we just need to even if you make a commitment to more parts we will need the same parts later on in the year 
So we are spare parts wise, we, we, we are not concerned. It needs a lot of planning, as you know, but uh, it, it's all in hand. And uh, uh, hopefully we can do something about the curves in Austria that we are not getting too much damage there because everybody is really afraid of that one, you know, especially having all the back-to-back cases and the financial aspect of it. So uh, uh, if we can get something done on that one, it would be fantastic. But otherwise, uh, even with that one, we are pretty good on spare parts. Just stepping back and taking a look overall, those of us who've been uh, in this sport for a long time, you know, perhaps would not have believed that we could be in this situation now. We have, as you mentioned in this, in this call, you know, majority voting, uh, realistic budget caps, a, a form of handicapping in Formula One. Um, these things have been achieved um, that we perhaps never thought we'd, we'd ever see. How important do you think, how instrumental in this uh, do you think Liberty Media and the FIA under Jean Todd have been? I think they responded both very well. I, I mean, I cannot say. And, and it, they are in a so difficult position because we are 10 teams with, com- oh, with complete different objectives. Not complete between the 10s, but there is a lot of groups that there is complete different uh, businesses. And they, they know they cannot make everybody happy. I mean, it's, it's, it's just impossible, you know, uh, because we are so different. So they needed to find a compromise that everybody is just a little bit unhappy. And I think they found a compromise. I, I mean, I, I must admit that they, 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 uh, between Chase and, uh, and, and John, they did, a, they did a great job, uh, you know, because it is a very difficult job. So, uh, uh, I mean, they, they, they managed the business well. And top-level motorsport, and particularly Formula One, is still viewed by some people, uh, Gunter, as, as an entertainment, uh, as an entertainment platform, whereas others increasingly saying it's important that the sport demonstrates a, a sense of purpose, especially, you know, things like diversity, things like developing technologies for automotive and society for the future, you know, decarbonizing the sport eventually, etc. Do you feel that that position has changed at all? What's, how's your own position changed on that when we go back to looking at the medium and long term of, of Formula One? Uh, I think before, before we were looking a lot of sustainability, a lot on this stuff, and then with the pandemic, uh, I mean, we all forgot a little bit about that. We took our eye off it. And, and for obvious reasons, there is, uh, there is priorities, you know. Uh, there is a pandemic. We need to focus on that one. But I think that will be as important, if not more important, when we go back to the, the new normal, we'll have more of that one in. Uh, 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 because we, we see just slowing everything down, how everything came back. I mean, it's amazing, you know, if you look at it. So I think we will have more focus on the sustainability when we come back. Uh, and and uh, as well uh, as being socially responsible, that, that, will, uh, that will be priority when, when we get back to um, the new normal. Okay, perfect. Well, listen, we really appreciate you making the time and presumably the whole time you've been in lockdown over there in the US, you've had a, a Netflix crew just following around the kitchen at every step of the way, have you? <laughs> no, I, I was pretty happy to be on my own, guys. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, well, we'll look forward to seeing you on the road. And again, thank you very much for making the time for, for John and I for this hashtag Thinking Forward interview. Take care. Oh, thank you, guys. And you're welcome. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed the Lacey's View in our Thinking Forward series. And thanks to Gunther, James and John for their time. Tell us what you think of these shows on our social media channels using the handle at Autosport. And if you're enjoying this series, we'd love you to share it with someone who would also like it. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Autosport podcast.
Music is 6am by Trilo, written by Marcus Simmons. See soundcloud.com slash Trilo Music. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.